Hi, welcome to Spark of Joy, a podcast for curious minds and soul searchers. In today's episode, our very first full episode, you'll have an introduction to Lauren. That's me! (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spark of Joy, our very first episode. Oh man, I'm nervous. Wow. Thank you so much. And please let me welcome you to this space. I am honoured that you are here sharing it with me. (laughs) This podcast has been something that has been in the back of my mind for about two years now. And after the whirlwind that was 2020 and has been early 2021... I have entered a period of reflection and reevaluation, and I'm sure you have as well. And this podcast originally started as very centered around yoga, meditation, breathing, and relaxation. But when I looked into that, there's a lot of that out there already from really wonderful sources. So I searched within myself. I believe that I, yes, of course, first and foremost, I am a yoga teacher. But what I actually teach is joy. Yoga is just my chosen medium to do so because that has had the biggest impact on me in finding joy every single day. And when I say joy every single day, I don't mean I'm happy and joyful every moment of every single day. I mean that even on the darkest days, there are moments where I'm able to laugh and feel joyful within myself. And I wish nothing but the same for you. So, of course, in this episode, I am going to introduce you to me because I do feel that it's really nice to make a bit of a connection before we start on this explorative journey. But first, I would like to welcome you with a gratitude practice. This is how we're going to start every single podcast episode, whether we're joined with a guest or it's just us. So wherever you are in your home, whether you're out and about, just find yourself in a comfortable seated position. Allow the spine to lengthen, reach the crown of the head to the sky and ground through the sit bones. Maybe you're standing, in which case ground through the feet. Relax all of the muscles in your face. You may be driving at the moment, so please don't close your eyes, but otherwise feel free to. Wiggle your eyebrows around a little bit for me. Don't worry if someone's looking at you. Just let them relax. And now wiggle your jaw and the lower half of your face and feel the corner hinges soften. Let your tongue drop from the roof of your mouth and separate your back set of teeth. And just feel the ease of breath that flows in and out through your nose. Inhaling and exhaling, feeling that uplifting quality of the inhale and the soft releasing quality of the exhale. Feel the lovely two pause moments in between the breaths. And feel that rhythm fill you up. We all have a natural rhythm of breath, movement, its pace, its depth. 
And I always think of it like a swirling dance within us, which the thought alone brings me joy. So we're going to do a gratitude practice, something that I have been doing throughout the majority of my 20s and something that I now do every single morning. So as you're sat here, just focus your mind onto what makes you feel grateful. This practice does not have to be big or overstated. You don't have to find remarkable and unique things every single day. This is about finding gratitude for the small everyday moments that make you feel comfortable, happy and joyous. So for me today, I'm particularly grateful for the shower I had this morning. Have a really great shower with pretty good water pressure. Had a nice hot shower to cleanse and clean my body. And then I turn it right down to cold and refresh and revitalize my body. I feel amazing. (laughs) I'm also pretty grateful for my dog Twigs. She has a wagging tail that is often my alarm clock. I'm pretty grateful for that. I opened a fresh box of my favourite tea this morning, which, in case you're wondering, is a decaf Earl Grey. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I'm really grateful for the nature spots around where I live. I went for a walk first thing this morning with twigs and there's these lovely fields and woodland and I saw a couple of deer. Oh, so beautiful. So peaceful. And I think most of all, I have to be grateful for you and the fact that you are here. So thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for making me feel that gratitude. Hopefully that's given you a few ideas of of what could be on your gratitude list. And maybe they're not all there at the moment. Maybe they will slowly creep in as we go on through the podcast episode. But hopefully this is something that you can also implement into your day, waking up in the morning and just reeling off two, three, five things while you're in the shower, while you're getting ready, just thinking about what makes you feel grateful. Take a big deep breath in and sigh it out. And then just feel your awareness coming back to the present moment. Maybe wiggle your fingers and toes and move your head around in any way that feels comfortable to you. Move your body and feel that swirling energy, what we call in yoga prana, life force, life energy, vitality. So I would like to talk a little bit about myself. This is probably the only time I'm ever going to do this. because that's not the point of the podcast. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about my journey and how I got here to speaking to you today. So I turned 30 a few weeks ago, and this has been one of the reasons why I've had a very reflective attitude, as well as the pandemic and being in a much more internal and reflective space. And I feel like I have learned more in my 20s than I have done the other years combined. And I've got a feeling there's a few reasons behind that. So for me, I started in my very early years of life as a dancer. I started dancing from the age of four and went to numerous dance schools as I sort of moved about the country a little bit. 
But dancing was a real outlet of creativity for me. If you asked me to paint something, I probably would paint a very passable bowl of fruit. Uh, but I probably wouldn't be able to do anything particularly groundbreaking or inspiring. But dance was my outlet of creativity and it gave me discipline, friendships that I will treasure until the day I leave this earth, a sense of community, another group of friends that was kind of outside of my school space. And we all had the same passion for dance. And that's, I, I feel, why we're still friends to this day. We even still have a WhatsApp group that's called We Love Dancing, which I find amazing. So dancing was such a huge part. I was a competitive dancer. So I used to take part in festivals and competitions and meet a whole other group of amazing people my age on my kind of life path and it was so amazing to be in their company and I do believe that competition can be really healthy but in its doses. <laughs> At the age of 18 I went to a dance school called London Studio Centre. It's a fairly prestigious school in the dance world and it was a real turning point I think for me. Uh, I spent a lot of my mid to late teenage years perhaps trying to be someone that I wasn't, kind of projecting this image of of what I thought I should be, who I who I thought I should be, who I thought I should be friends with. And it as who who doesn't? Who doesn't do that? Everyone goes through a phase of that. I know you've probably had moments like that too. So there was definitely a moment there until I got to about the age of 20, 21. And I kind of fell out of love with the dance industry. I think I was just a bit oversaturated. My whole life had been this, this dance industry and really, really fully immersing myself in it completely. So I started to take a step back and I'd done yoga for years previous. I started yoga at around 16 years old and dabbled until I got to about 20. And then it became a real thing every week, almost every day. I went to a hot yoga studio that had just opened around the corner from where I lived in London and they were doing a 30 day challenge. If you did hot yoga every day for 30 days, you didn't pay. And I was really poor at the time. So I was like, there's a challenge I can get on board with. And from then I didn't continue with hot yoga, but I did start to really delve into the yoga practice, which became this lifeline for me at a time where I felt quite lost. It was at this time where both my parents turned around to me and said, oh, oh, there you are. Oh, we lost you for a bit there, didn't we? And that really hit me. That really, really hit me that they'd noticed that I was not being true to myself. So I knew that I was getting somewhere. Yoga was giving me something that was enabling me to really tap into who I was and express that person. And it also really shone a light on my mental health. I'd always be the first person to tell myself to pull my proverbial socks up. But after finding yoga, that attitude really became far less prominent and thank goodness for that my god it was tiring I did a little bit of soul searching and spoke to a yoga teacher of mine at the time and he suggested that I looked into perhaps going to do a yoga teacher training even if I wasn't going to be a teacher 
it would probably be a really good way for me to immerse in the subject. I thought, oh, what a great idea. My partner, Ben, we are still together. He came with me to India. And while I did my 200 hour immersive yoga teacher training, he had a month off work, which I think was probably the first time he'd spent that much time not working since the age of about 15. (laughs) We were 22 at the time, so it was long overdue. But he had a month of being on the beach and reading books and going fishing and exploring the local area while I immersed myself in ancient study of yoga. I graduated from my yoga teacher training two days before my 23rd birthday and then Ben and I travelled through India and across Southeast Asia and the plan was to kind of be away for about six months but (laughs) a month into our Southeast Asia leg of the travel uh, we both contracted dengue fever which is a type of malaria and it lays dormant in your bloodstream so (laughs) we had to come home And it's also a reason why I can never give blood. Very sadly, I would love to, but it because the nature of the disease lays dormant in the blood, it would basically be me giving it to someone. And the second time you get it, it's um, it's supposed to be worse than the first. So I would literally be giving someone a really horrible disease. So after all of that, we finally settled and we bounced between Hampshire and Devon for a little while. Me setting up my yoga classes and building a community of people. I started running retreats. I started doing day retreats, weekend retreats. I did a retreat in Morocco and I knew that I had found something that really called to me. And yoga has definitely become one of the biggest parts of my life. And within that, meditation is huge. So I'm not a huge morning routine person. I don't have the same routine every single day. But meditation is always present. And it might be for four minutes. It might be for 45 minutes or anywhere in between. But it is something that I do all the time. And something I'm really passionate about shedding a little light on. So you can expect meditations within the podcast episodes because I want to debunk the myths around meditation. The word itself is very misconstrued because it's often got a hashtag in front of it, (laughs) which doesn't do much for its image. So that's me. That's about as much as you need to know about me. I have been growing and learning throughout much of my 20s. The biggest impact that I have had are, however, my friends, the people I choose to surround myself with, I am incredibly lucky to have in my life. They're people who listen without judgment, who challenge my ideas in a constructive way. People who talk to me and ask me questions and allow me to ask them questions in return. They are the true inspiration for this podcast and the reason that I am here sharing with you today. I'm going to be joined by a number of these people in the coming episodes and I hope that you enjoy the conversations as much as I do. We're going to be talking about nature and dance, about yoga and meditation, about art, creativity and journaling and so many other wonderful subjects. 
I really hope that you enjoy each and every episode that you listen to. You can listen here where you're listening to now via Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, or even over on Patreon. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do on Patreon. I have set up a group, a community where we can all join together. There is a small monthly fee of £5, which gets you early access to podcast episodes. You will also have new moon journaling prompts, a full moon guided practice with me every single month. You'll get a monthly playlist, which I have created for us, as well as being part of the community, being able to ask questions and have your input on podcast episodes. And then if you would like to, you can also have more classes with me. For £10 a month on Patreon, you can enjoy four monthly classes with me. A meditation, a pranayama, a relaxation and a full 60 minute yoga flow. All classes are live streamed, but of course they are saved automatically and you can revisit them at any time, even if you miss the live play of the class. So I've put a link in the description to my Patreon page if you would like to show some support and some love. In the meantime, though, I look forward to our next episode, the next time that we can be together and expand our minds with creative conversations. Until then, Om Shanti, which, by the way, is a wishing of peace, in case you were wondering. See you soon.